Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Wow, what a morning, right? Wow. I don't know if it can get any better, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I believe that even though we just had that incredible moment of worship, that we're going to have another incredible moment this morning that I think we may never forget. I believe God's got something in store for us today that's just really huge and very, very exciting. We're so glad each and every one of you are here. If it's your first time to HC, we think you've picked a great day, a very exciting day to be here, uh, to literally uh, witness and be a part of the church, being the hands and feet of Jesus. And today, Holland Chapel, that's what we get to be. We get to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. So there's a word that describes Jesus. There's a lot of words that are good to describe him, but there's one word that's great to describe Jesus, and that word is compassion. That word is compassion. I want you to look at Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36, and I want you to see this word. You see it a lot when it comes to Jesus, him being described as having had compassion, and this is one of those passages where we see that in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. Matthew 9 and verse 36. It says, When he, meaning Jesus, saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. He had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless and like sheep without a shepherd. We see Jesus over and over again when he would see crowds that looked lost or looked like they needed help. When he saw the poor, when he saw those that were sick, he had compassion on them. He had compassion on them. I want to give you a working definition of this word this morning that we're going to talk a lot about. It's, a, it's, just, a, it's just a way to kind of let this thing take on some flesh. And needless to say, Jesus was the one that really took on the flesh of compassion. But here's kind of our working definition. You might want to put it in your notes, and that is this. Compassion is feeling what someone else is feeling to the point that you do what you can do to help. Feeling what someone else is feeling to the point that you do what you can do to help. This is compassion. And so we see Jesus had compassion on them. Jesus had compassion on them. I want you to look at another verse because we too are called to have this very same thing in our life. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12, we're going to read this from the NIV. And um, it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people... Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with, what, what's the word that goes here? What does it go with? Huh? I heard it's a C word. The word is camouflage. Right? No, clothe yourself with compassion. It's this idea of what we put on when we put on Jesus. We put on compassion. There are other things we put on as well, but when people see us, when people notice us, they notice our compassion. They notice that we feel what others are feeling to the point that we do something about their situation to the ability that we have something to do something about it. Filled and clothed with Compassion. Now, maybe you hear the word compassion, like, yeah, yeah, that's me, that's me. I'm compassionate. When I see people that are hurting, I hurt with them, and I do something about it. Or maybe you're like me, and that's not your natural bent. Anybody in the room, like, I'm thankful for all the compassionate people in the room. For the rest of us, we're like, ah, they should get over it. Suck it up, buttercup, right? You should, you should help yourself out. You should do something about that. That's my natural bent. So here's what I'm here to tell you, that when you see compassion in many of us, 
you're not seeing us, you're seeing Jesus in us. When you see me being compassionate, that's not who I naturally am. That's who I supernaturally am through the Spirit of God. Because he clothes us as his followers, as his people, with compassion. With compassion. Some of you this morning, you're going to do what just comes normal and natural to you in showing compassion. For the rest of us, we're going to be empowered greatly by the power of the Holy Spirit to do something that we don't normally do, and that is show compassion. Look now to 1 John chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16. It says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. Now, if you have heard this before, don't miss it. If you've never heard this before, don't miss it. Notice the words that we just read because they're a very big deal. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. This is Jesus in his ultimate act of compassion, seeing us where we really are, stuck in our sin, stuck in our lostness, stuck in our separatedness from God. And he says, you know what? I feel that it breaks my heart to the point that I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to show you love. I'm going to show you compassion. I'm going to do something for you that I can do to help you out of the mess that you are in. And so he lays down his life for us. This is the word of God reminding us that Jesus went to the cross and suffered and bled and died there for our sin and for our shame and for our separatedness from God. That's what Jesus did for us. So we know what real love is as believers because we've seen it, we've believed in it, we've experienced it through Jesus laying down his life for us. But, but it doesn't stop there. Jesus laid down his life for us. Believers don't forget this. Jesus came back from the dead. Was that not a cool moment earlier when we were worshiping and we understood that Jesus came back from the dead and we can come out of the grave of sin as well? I mean, like the place almost exploded, it felt like, in worship. Because this is what we base everything of our faith on. It is the death and it is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He came back from the dead for us. The scripture goes on to say in verse 16, So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. So Jesus gave up his life for us, and then it says we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. So how do we do that? Look at verse number 17. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Well, it says that if we have enough money to live well, we should help other people. What does it mean to live well? What does it mean to have enough money that we live well? Well, as we are living well, um, I don't know about in your house, but this morning breakfast was a conversation for us. And the breakfast conversation went this morning, do you want this or do you want this or do you want this? And one of our children said, I don't want any of those things. I'm tired of those things. I would like something else on the menu besides those things. What did my family just tell you? We're living well. We're living really well. In fact, compared to the rest of the world, even if you didn't have a choice this morning, if you got up this morning and you got to eat, even if it was only one thing you got to choose from, 
you're probably living well compared to the rest of the world, which we're going to talk about a lot today. But as we live well, we see a brother or sister in need, and we're able to help them. We are showing compassion. If we don't help them, the Word of God says we're not showing compassion. So just as we said earlier, Jesus had compassion on them. May the same be said of us. Jesus had compassion on them. May the world see us and see his compassion in us. May they see us feeling what others feel and doing what we can do to help other people. May the same be said of us. I want to give you a little bit of worldview this morning, a little perspective. Some of these things you may know, some of these things you may not know. Let them touch your heart. Let them move you. May compassion stir up within you so that you feel what you ought to feel, so that we will do what we ought to do. Um, there are 600 million kids in the world. There's more than that, but I'm going to qualify who these kids are. 600 million kids in the world who live in extreme poverty. Extreme poverty. And that is defined as living on less than $2 a day. Living on $2 a day. So these kids and their families are living on approximately $700 a year. A year. 600 million around the world are living in these types of places. For a little bit of perspective, the United States is home to about 3% of the world's child population, okay? All the kids in the United States make up about 3% of the world's population of kids. Yet, we in the United States purchase 40% of the toys that are manufactured in the world. This is what's going on around us, and this is how well that we live. We'll give you another number, 18,000 kids. This number represents the number of children around the world that die every day. There are 18,000 kids that are dying every day due to poverty or poverty-related issues. 18,000. So as you think about these huge numbers and these massive amounts of kids and people around the world that need help, you may be asking yourself this question, how can, how can we make a difference? How can we maybe make a difference? Maybe you're thinking, I'm just one person, and there's 600 million kids. Maybe you're thinking, I'm just one family, and there's 18,000 kids a day. Maybe you're thinking, we're just one church. What if I told you, what if I told you, we, this church, what if I told you that we could save a city? What if I told you that we could rescue one town full of kids that are in extreme Let me tell you how we can do this, and a lot of you are aware that this is coming, and you're excited about it, and everything I'm about to tell you, you're like, woo-hoo-hoo, and I just want to encourage you towards that. Maybe you're hearing this for the first time. I want this to sink in, because we can make a difference. We can rescue. We can save a city. So here's one way that we can do this, and we're going to talk about this much this morning. One way is by sponsoring every child in the city, the area of Cerro, Colorado, Peru. Partnering with Compassion International. Compassion International is an incredible organization. They've been serving kids in poverty and helping them experience food, helping them to have education, helping them to have love and nourishment and the gospel and health care around the world. They've been doing it for 65 years. And what we have the opportunity to do this morning is sponsor every single kid that Compassion has identified in Cerro, Colorado, Peru. We can do that today. Let me give you a few stories that will help you, maybe encourage you a little bit. 
when it comes to this idea of compassion, if you're not very involved, it's an incredible organization. So our um, kids in um, Holland Chapel Student Ministry, they support a kid um, in the country of, where's Nick at? Huh? Kenya. And uh, here's just a couple of excerpts from this guy's letter, and his name is Gerald. He's coming on the screen. Let's show Gerald. Can we got Gerald there? Gerald's coming. He's got to come all the way from Kenya, so it takes just a minute to get him on the screen. Maybe? Oh, we'll watch a video first if it's going. There he is. There's Gerald. There we go. All right, there's Gerald. Our students from our student ministry, they take up an offering, and one of the things they do through their offering is they support this guy named Gerald every single month to do what we're talking about doing today. Here's just a couple of quick excerpts from his letters um, that he's written lately, and his life has been changing. Uh, One, he says here, uh, I would like to hear from your kids, talking about all these students that are over here on Wednesday nights, and yearn to see them one day. And this is the really cool one. He says this about this group. I believe you are a Christian just like me. I am born again with Christ as my Lord. Let me tell you why Gerald knows Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Because a bunch of kids give their money every single week and they support Gerald. It's just absolutely incredible the difference that's made in these lives. And right now I want you to see this video that is going to be shown. My name is Ablavi. I am 12 years old and I am in the fourth grade. Some of the challenges that the kids in our community are facing are no different from the ones I faced. No food, no money, no health care. Life was so difficult to us. We were suffering. Sometimes we go to bed without food, without eating. It was so difficult for us. But thank God, since I was enrolled in Compassion, they help us. They really help us. So I am so glad today. I'm so grateful of my sponsors, Linda and Doug. When I received the first letter that day, I was so much excited, especially when I saw the picture. And when I got back home, I showed the picture and the letter to mom, and we were all excited, and we prayed for them. I'm very pleased that I am also enrolled in this program of compassion. First, we pray. We hear the word of God and then we have lunch. After that, we play games. Also, they pay my school fees for medical checkups and for other needs of my family. My relation with the sponsors encouraged my faith. I trust Jesus that if I pray, especially in difficult situations, if I pray, Jesus could help. After school, I would like to be a doctor. 
to help sick people to get well so they can give thanks to God. The most important thing, the most important change that the sponsorship has brought in my family is hope. Linda and Doc promised to continue praying for me so that I could be released from poverty. You're invited to sponsor a child today. Join us, share God's love, and help release a child from poverty in Jesus' name. Sponsor a child today. So this is what our kids in student ministry are doing with Gerald. We've got another couple in our church named Jay and Connie Hansen that have been um, supporting kids uh, for quite some time. I want to read what they have written. Uh, this is from Jay and Connie Hansen. Compassion International has been a remarkable blessing to our family. We became involved with this program on January 17, 2010. We selected our first child right here at Holland Chapel on a Compassion Sunday. As I listened to the testimonials and the presentation, God spoke to my heart. A child in a faraway, impoverished country needs your help, but most of all needs to know about Jesus. Almost nine years now, we've been supporting children in Nicaragua. We are now supporting our second little girl, and you're seeing her picture there. That's Gretel. Um, we watched Gretel go through the program, and um, Yes, we watched Gretel go through the program, and now we have little Emily, and I don't believe we have a picture of her. Uh, we know that our money is being used for these child development centers in which we have partnered with Christ-centered churches in their communities. We would encourage each of you to support a child in the community where Holland Chapel has planted the church. Our mission trip to Africa, uh, we actually got to see firsthand how these children are living. The greatest blessing is knowing these sponsored children will hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then she reads, uh, gives us Proverbs chapter 14, verse 31. Whoever is kind to the needy honors God. Jay and Connie aren't here today. They'd love to be here today. But Jay is up in Jonesboro because he's getting inducted into the Hall of Honor at Arkansas State University. So we gave him a mulligan. We said, okay, go do that, and we'll read your letter for you. But that's the passion that you hear in Jay and Connie as they share their heart and what God has been doing in and through their lives, in and through compassion. Uh, our family currently sponsors two kids, John Mark, uh, he's in the Philippines, and also a little girl named Gracia who is in Indonesia. And our family today plans to sp uh, sponsor two more kids as we're going to have opportunity to do because we want to be a part of what we're um, having the opportunity today to do. So again, man, Compassion, just incredible organization, top shelf, high level the money that you send goes towards these kids. Compassion is so frugal and so wise and so upstanding with how they handle the money that comes their way to ultimately, again, share food, education, health care, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we want to sponsor every kid in Cerros, Colorado. The other thing that we have the opportunity to do and we are doing is by planting a church. We are literally planting a church in... Um, Cerros, Colorado, so that these kids that we're going to support so they can experience the gospel of Jesus Christ. Compassion and the local church partner together. I've seen this firsthand. It's just absolutely beautiful 
to see a compassion center filled with people who are part of a church just like this in other parts of the world, and they're serving and loving these kids, serving them food, giving them education, and pouring into them. We're partnering with another great organization called Stadia, and Stadia actually is a, a church planting organization that's helped us plant the church in Indianapolis that we celebrated a few moments ago, and they're helping us plant this church in Peru, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful Thing. I want to show you a couple more pictures about what's happening with the church plant. Uh, some of you have seen these pictures, but we want to show them to you again. We want to pray for our church planter and pastor, Pastor Dario. That's Pastor Dario there and his wife. And they are going to be, they have moved to that community and sharing the gospel. His story is incredible. And they have a heart to share the gospel with that city there. And also we have a picture here. This is the land and the building project going on, which is ongoing. And we'll give you more updates as that comes about. Our church gave the money so that this building could be built, so that this church could be started, so that people can worship, and so this Compassion Center can happen in and through this church. Another thing that we have an opportunity to do that we think is really, really exciting is for you to go there yourself, for you to make a trip to go meet your child that you're going to begin sponsoring today in this village, in this town of Cerros, Colorado, and it's just going to be a neat opportunity. There's going to be more than one opportunity opportunity to do that in the future, a lot of opportunities, and we're so incredibly, incredibly excited. I'm going to trust that we have uh, communicated a lot of this beforehand, and we've communicated fairly well today, and that I'm going to begin now just to give you the practical ways that you and your family can literally sponsor a child and make a difference in the life and the city that God has stirred our hearts up about. For $38 a month, you and your family can make a difference in the life of one of these kids that's in these packets and these pictures that are around the walls in our worship center for $38 a month. We together, getting these packets and sponsoring these kids, can literally save and rescue a city. Let me ask you this question. What if God used us? What if God used Holland Chapel to change a city? In just a moment, we're going to give you an opportunity to get up and move and go to one of the walls. There are children down here, down front as well. There's some up top. We're going to make sure they're available to anyone and everyone. And we're going to give you an opportunity to go and to respond and to uh, take one of these packets and begin sponsoring these kids. Let me tell you a couple important things about sponsoring these kids today and these packets that are there. Um, these packets are a very big deal. Let me tell you why they're a big deal. These packets that you see around you right now with these kids' pictures and these kids' names, that packet right there, I've got one right here. I'll just go ahead. This packet right here of Junior, his name's Junior, this is the only packet in the whole world that exists for him. So we want to treat these with a lot of care this morning. We don't want to treat it, treat it flippantly. So if you're going to go and pick one of these, we want you to go with the intent to sponsor them today. Don't walk out of here today with this packet saying, I'm going to put it in my purse and I'm going to pray about it because what you're going to do is forget about it. And this packet will get lost and we don't want that to happen. We want you to sponsor them today. And so we want to encourage you to do that. When you pick up your packet, you're going to open it and we're going to give you time to do this. 
right here and right now. Uh, we're going to give you time to do this. When you open this, it's going to unfold. There's going to be information about your child on there. And then there's going to be a postcard size tear-off at the bottom. And it's going to be a place that says, yes, I'd like to sponsor. And there's their name, Junior. And you're going to fill it out. This one's mine, so I've already filled it out. Actually, my wife filled it out so you could read it. Um, and so you're going to put contact information on there. And then on the flip side, you're going to put your credit card or debit card information on there. And in a few moments before we leave, you're going to have an opportunity during our time of offering and worship there to place it in the bucket. And that will allow you to sponsor a child today. Again, for us, we have four kids. And so we just decided, you know what, let's take two more on. So we're sponsoring four kids around the world, same number as our kids. Um, our oldest is faithful every single night to pray for our compassion kids. It's a beautiful thing to hear him pray and ask God to help them and to bless them. Maybe for you, um, you've got a certain number of grandkids and you want to go more than one. You want to get one for every grandkid that you have. Go for it. You definitely can sponsor more than one. Also, you're going to be tempted here in a moment to make this a cuteness contest. I'm going to tell you, I looked at every single one. They're all cute. They're all cute. They're all in need. Every single one of these kids is in need. Here's what I believe. I believe that you're sitting where you are right now, and you're going to end up down here or over there or back there, and God's got all that planned out, and he's got the kid that you need to sponsor right there. So if you're looking for blue eyes, you may not find that because you don't find that too often in Peru. Um, if you're looking for a boy or girl, you might be able to find that. But we're just asking you just to believe that God's got the right kid right there for you and for you to pick that up and to begin sponsoring it. If you have questions, there are going to be people at the compassion tables. There's going to be three ladies out there with compassion t-shirts on. They can answer any question that you have. But in just a moment, we're going to get to move. Again, you're going to take that packet. You're going to fill it out right now. And then we're going to turn it in in just a few moments. And, man, I just think that we have the chance to save a city. Is this exciting or is this exciting? I'm like, I'm excited. Yeah. So I want to pray with you and ask God to just move during this time and ask God to do something that we'll never forget. Father, we bow before you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for how you tell us about Jesus. We thank you for his compassion and how he has given that compassion through the Holy Spirit to us, and how we, your church today, get to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. I pray as we get up in just a moment, and we go and get a packet, and we come back to our seat, and we grab a pen, and we begin filling this out, that God, your spirit would just move however you want to move. God, that you do a work in families and in hearts and in lives that only you could do. Stir up a spirit of compassion in us to move today for kids in Peru, but also, God, for the people that are around us here, right in our neighborhoods, right in our workplaces, God. We want compassion to be something that we're clothed with. So I pray today that as we take this opportunity to change a city, that, God, you'd move mightily. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.